Science of the Southland, Jake, on a scale of one to very Big Ten, how Big Ten was Iowa, Michigan? I'd rate it uh, exactly one B1G uh, in terms of it's the Big Teniest Big Ten game probably all year. Definitely since Northwestern and Stanford. Um, but yeah, what a way hey, to kick least, off. The- at least Northwestern Stanford had it being the worst beat of the season by far. True, true. <laughs> the the backwards touchdown in the end zone thingy. Ah, Scoop and score. Scoop and score touchdown mm-hmm. to cover. Great job, Stanford. They also beat Washington this weekend. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take that to the bank out on, in the Bay Area. Pac-12, the new SEC West. Don't at me, bros. Welcome to Science of Southland, everyone. Uh, my name is Akshay Schwarn. You can find me on Twitter at A-K-E-A-S-W-A-R-A-N. Um, I am a, what, I don't know, like a podcast editor and writer at From the Rumble Seat. That over there is Jake Grant, the resident historian um, who is will probably end up writing a ton of books. Um, you can find him at can underscore O underscore bean on Twitter. Unless he's changed it Jake, since. I think I did change that. Um, Jake Grant 98, I think is the move. Um, I can go back to can of bean. Those were good days, but uh, yeah, it, no, was, our, it was uh, a different our, time. You know, yeah, it was a, uh, it was a less mature era. Now we're in the attitude era of Mr. Grant. You know, I just had to bring some uh, uh, a culture of relentless effort and enthusiasm into my Twitter sphere. And that's why we've standardized on names. Great job. Perfect. All right, Mr. Grant. Um, we don't have music this week because our soundboard is borked. But would you Tradition. like to? Uh, I wish. I wish I had that queued up and everything working. But... Would you like to give us an update on Georgia Tech non-revenue sports? That is uh, how we usually lead these off. Um, it's a short list today, though. Um, womp womp. We have men's tennis. Uh, they're doing – so the ITA is like the, the non-college collegiate competition, um, and that's in action for singles and doubles titles. They do a draw and then a qualifying draw to get into the draw. And then a pre-qualifying draw to get into the qualifying draw, which is a really convoluted way to do it now that I think about it. But we also play in a basketball conference with double buys in the tournament. Yes, we are not one to judge. Uh, but uh, we had uh, four tech men playing in the pre-quals uh, out in Tulsa. And uh, Anders Martin, uh, already in the qualifying draw, he's a freshman. Uh, he is very talented. Um, one of the best pickups that tech has gotten in a non-rev sport probably since Kyle Pampudis out of Brazil and swimming. Um, but yeah, no, strong freshman class there. Just wanted to keep an eye on. I've been plugging them a lot lately. But uh, golf was resting. Um, a couple of them enjoyed the softball game that I was at on Friday. Softball's playing fall ball against Jacksonville State. Uh, I wrote a bunch of words on them for uh, Yellow Jacket Roundup because uh, com is not doing – uh, a lot of coverage of fall ball, and that's okay because it's not their season. But I figured I'd go check them out in person. They looked really good. Uh, actually, I don't know if you remember last South Carolina, year. if I remember correctly. I think it was South Carolina. Jacksonville State, different game box. Different game uh, box. Same thing. 
You say you got cocky with that one. Um, but uh, ouch. No, uh, three true outcomes team. Uh, so on base percentage and slugging very high. Uh, so lots of walks, lots of home runs, and the three innings I saw were no different. Uh, they were up eight nothing in the third after two solo shots. Um, in the second and third, in the second they also wound up getting six more runs off of a trio of singles four walks and two hit by pitches. Uh, so they're, they're pretty diligent at the plate. Um, looks like even more than last year, honestly, if this offensive, uh, can just bury other teams, uh, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but I have lots of thoughts on them in yellow jacket roundup. I won't take up any more time on the podcast talking about them. And then in the meantime, volleyball lost two games to two of the better teams in the conference, uh, played Louisville tighter than last year. Um, I think we only catch them once this year, which is good. So now that those two are out of the way, really the biggest one left on the uh, the schedule now that Notre Dame and Louisville we played is probably Pittsburgh. And we'll see them at, uh, I think it's the beginning of November. I'm not too sure. But uh, we go out to Clemson on the road and Virginia Tech on the road. And those are, you know, tough to win on the road for this team. But uh, hopefully we uh, we kind of get our feet under us. I don't know. It's time to put together some wins. Mm-hmm. I think another programming note, uh, women's basketball media days for the ACC were last week. Uh, and then yeah. men's basketball are this week. So maybe we'll have some news come out of there. Who knows? If we, uh, if we had uh, Ethan on the podcast, he'd probably tell us right now about how media days are uh, outdated and dumb. But uh it's always nice oh, to uh, get everybody in about that last time. Uh, that is true. Football. That's what it, it we were talking about, right? Media days. Yeah. Ah, good times. The memories. They are outmoded and dumb. Um, and I do not envy the athletes being sent to men's basketball media days um, and the questions that they may get about basketball sanctions. That will well, uh, well, not be fun. So, yeah. Love it uh, to hear student athletes getting punished for things that happened before they got to this school. So, so it has to be them. Um, also, unlike football, these kids have to miss classes. And I know there are definitely people out there that say athletes, blah, blah, blah. They'll be able to make it up, blah, 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 whatever. But I don't care who you are at Georgia Tech. If you're missing class, it is not fun. Uh, swim club misses like three days a year for nationals, two, two and a half days a year. And like, I can't imagine having to do that multiple times a month, you know? So shout out to them getting some tough questions and having to make up a lot of work. So thank you guys. Tough break, tough break. But, uh, you know, despite the sanctions, it could be, could be a decent year. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see. It could always appeal too, but, uh, We'll see how yeah, that goes. But uh, oh, and, uh, NCAA going to NCAA. Shout out Reed and Patrick, though. Uh, new basketball guys really killing it on the mm-hmm. uh, coverage. Very strong. Um, definitely have more wise things to say about those uh, those previews than I would have. So really, really nice to have. Support. True. But, yeah, uh, if you're listening to this, uh, thanks, guys. And also, if you're listening to this, go check them out. They do good work. So. All right, now that Mr. Grant is done being sappy, um, let's stop burying the lead uh, and get on to yesterday's game versus uh, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. 
Um, Tech lost 22-38 to at home on Cape Day. Uh, they debuted the onyx gray uh, Choa uniforms. Um, the helmet, which was previously unannounced, what ended up being a white outline of GT of the block GT on a gold, the usual gold helmet. Um, before we get into the list of things that I have to say, Mr. Grant, what were your opinions from the stands? Um, from the stands, uh, I took this game off, so I was a little bit more uh, in terms of being able to just watch and see what was going on. Um, still don't love the offense. Granted, most of the notes I had thought of for this came from the first half when we were notably not as uh, effective. I don't like having to punt inside the 40. Um, I missed the, uh, or I think I remember seeing someone uh, write somewhere that the first time we'll realize Paul Johnson is gone is when we're going from it uh, on fourth down uh, inside the 40, something like that. It wasn't fourth and short, but it still was like one of those, like mm, uh, just grinds my gears. Um, but, you know, Tech said it was going to be a long road, and I didn't watch any of the Temple game because I had a swim meet I was at last week. But, uh, uh, Definitely felt at least a little bit less frustrating. It seems like we had a couple good opportunities that slipped through our hands or were over or underthrown, but I don't know. Like I'm I'm I've backed off the cliff of uh Patnod is inept a little bit and more just like these guys need to learn and practice and get new guys in the system and the offensive line doesn't help. You know, it's I don't know. I feel more numb. I've accepted. I've accepted where Georgia Tech football is at. You know. Uh, all right. Well, here's here's my piece on the whole thing. Having watched the entire game from the splendor of my apartment, um, the play calling I think was a bit better overall. Now that you have a stable quarterback situation with James Graham, um, who I did like Graham. Let me pull up my stats here real quick. He went 11 for 24 for 171 yards, two touchdowns and two picks. You know, sub-50 completion percentage, it's not great, but also, I mean, you you throw out those two quote-unquote incompletions that are picks that ends up being 50%. Like, again, not... Not terrible, like not great, but also I think given the situation that he was in, and also given um, his inexperience, and also given the play calling that he had to deal with, it was uh, this is okay. It's okay. Um, rushing wise, we looked nah. Um This team is it averaged. Let's see, I have here almost five yards a carry, which seems very disingenuous, um, especially on some runs that were uh, stuffed for about two or three yards. Um, I'm sure that's boosted by the couple of long runs that uh, Tobias Oliver and James Graham were able to string together um, late in the game and also when uh, they were able to scramble uh, and pick up a couple yards too. Um, Mm -hmm. The defense was the main point of weakness but I think parts of it were also because the time of possession was so hugely skewed in UNC's favor 
UNC was able to do more or less whatever they wanted on offense. I mean, if if Sam Howell hadn't had a couple of drops and a couple of overthrows, this game is easily, I don't know, like 50, 55 to 22. Uh, like, I think I read it yeah. somewhere. The like Tech's best defender on the day was uh, Sam Howell's dropped pass. And while it's not, you know, super true, it's still you, you, the tech defense got bailed out of a number of situations because Howell wasn't able to put a ball right on frame or someone or a UNC wide receiver like Daz Newsom wasn't able to haul haul balls in. Um, but the defense, especially against the run, took a huge step back. Um, it and but I I have to say it's more a fault of the offense not being able to sustain drives. We had a number of drives that ended, you know, a cu- after a couple minutes or like one or two minutes, and then Tech had to punt, and that's not a great way to get your defense off the field, get them rested, and then get them ready to go out again. I think pass pass defense wise they did pretty well. Rush defense wise not so great um but even in the past defense he could start to see that wear and tear sort of take hold um and sometimes they got out finessed by uh by smaller receivers yeah um a couple plays where we got hands on the ball and didn't reel it in probably contributes that too but i don't know uh howell's clearly an unpolished quarterback sideline or just you know over under throwing I agree with you on it could have been worse but I don't know it there's nothing particularly glaringly bad other than just a banged up offensive line mm-hmm. that you know, like yes the rush was uninspiring but at the same time like passing got a little bit better but also you know a couple big names in the skill department went out with Lucas and Jalen camp being gone and stuff like that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a win, but I mean, this sounds weird. Felt a lot less uh, demoralizing than the last win. I feel like there's a couple positives we can take, take away that you hit on. So I don't know. Yeah. Just the one to win. Let's, see. let's rattle off a few stats here. Tech had 52 plays to UNC's 97. So, I mean, right yep. there, there's your time of possession difference. Um, Tech averaged 6.1 yards per play. So, um, I'm sure that's buoyed by a lot of those late game long runs while, while UNC was defending over the top rather than bringing pressure. Um, yeah. Tech averaged 1.83 yard, or points per drive uh, and then 26 and a half-ish yards per drive. So, you know, on the face, those aren't terrible numbers. Um, you definitely want to see that better execution. That you, that points per drive metric, especially, is that is a. I would say it's a pretty key execution metric, right? Like you have twelve drives, but you're only returning twenty two points on those. You need to you need to yeah. get better at executing. Punting on six of those drives is not. Or six or seven. I don't. I don't have that number in front of me right now. But that's not. That's not functional 
effective offense right there. Well, it's just not an offense, yeah. Yeah. A um, um, couple other numbers here. Uh, average field position, Tech usually started at the 27, uh, which seems weird to think about. Yeah, it seems a little high, but that's the way that the numbers broke. Um, anything else on this list of numbers that sticks out to you is interesting? Um, yeah, the, the average field position seems a little high. Um, honestly, the number of drives seems a little low, but I mean, obviously that's not something that running the stats is going to confuse. Um, uh, the, the pass success rate allowed, 49%, is problematically high uh considering our defense and our secondaries purported to be our best unit on the field um i Let me see if i can find the national average for that vamp for a second for me yeah i uh i again this is the first time we've had like these advanced stats we put them together our, or actually put them together his self i'm not going to take any credit for this um both good and bad um but uh I don't know. Um, the rates look all right. Uh, explosive plays, explosive plays allowed, havoc. Yeah, it's fine. Um, and the stuff looks okay too. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I'd like to see more chaos. I'd like to see more, uh, just more not impulse. It's, it's not acceleration. It's like, uh, Oh my God. Are you I bringing physics into this? I'm trying to bring physics into it. Yeah. Like, like just those moments, those peaks, like, I don't know. There wasn't a lot of like, again, this is a dumb thing to judge it off of, but like those highlight plays, you know, there was no Georgia tech moment where I was like, yeah, other than that interception on the first drive that really got, not that got the fans into it, but like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I would add the there was one – there was two. the touchdown pass. There was James Graham's touchdown pass, which was uh, the first one to Malachi Carter um, on yes. the north – north end zone? North end zone. North yeah, end zone, yeah. North. And then he had another one to Omri and Brown, I think, in the south end zone. But the north end zone one really – you could hear how loud it got on the – on the tel- on the broadcast, it really fired everyone back up, and you could see like there was a little bit more life in the team after they got that score, and then they started the uh, defense hunkered down a little bit, but and the offense seemed like they started getting into a little bit of rhythm. Is this where I say that the stadium would be louder and more into it if we played space chords and the band wasn't neutered half the time again? Yes, yeah. so I feel like that's an trope, but um. I mean, I don't. I don't have our third down stats for, on here, but I mean, mm, it's not for lack of people telling athletics that whatever they're doing isn't working. Like, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining. I know that, like, for all the listeners out there, it's really easy for somebody who knows me outside of the capacity of from the rumble seat to say, like, "Hey, like, you were pretty invested." and how things used to be i was football chair of the ramblin rec club last year that's it's a, it's a lot of change and it's a lot different from the atmosphere that i helped create and yes like i take that a little bit personally but at the same time like there's a noticeable difference and i think whether it applies to somebody who's a an alumni the kids in the band who have always 
done things a certain way or whatever, or students that, that feel how they do about games. Like, I don't know. Like, there's not a lot of consistency between cutting between uh, piped in stuff and the band and uh, new versus old. It's just not a very consistent look. And I don't, I don't want it to fail. You know, I want what they're doing mm-hmm. to work out for them. But like, the one thing that people got into is the one thing that they say they can't do. And I feel like it's a great embodiment of the, like, oh, effort-based defense. Oh, above the line. Oh, uh, we're going to run a pro-style spread off off the option. Not option. Player-based scheme. Yeah, exactly. So, like, like, different for the sake of different is what it feels like. And, like, you're never, like... I thank goodness that Georgia Tech has done such a good job of creating history and traditions and like a culture that the Ramblin' Wreck is never not going to be there. Like, not I'm knocking on some wood here. Uh-oh. Like, that is a thing that is never going to change. The whistle blown between classes is something that is never going to change. The lights on top of Tech Tower, never going to change. But if you eat at it, wow, this is a surprisingly biblical allegory, but you build traditions around stuff like that, you know? And like, yeah, there's stuff in the middle that you never want to touch, but you're kind of picking around the picking around the outside, you know? And picking around not that the it's gonna be But like there's a reason we build traditions around our traditions around our traditions. It's because that's what that's how we protect the most sacred thing. Uh, to bring it back to football for a second, I'm pretty sure our conversion rate or conversion rate allowed was actually worse on money downs than it was on space cord downs. So, um, take run that all those numbers. Analytics. Oh. I did Yesterday. not run those numbers. Okay. That is just that is just uh, um, empirical um, observation there. Oh, like like counting when they did one versus the other kind of thing. Yeah. So well, you can hear. I think you can hear a difference in the crowd how they respond to it. Because I think, again, I I think it's what we've been saying. You know, it's it's different, and I and I agree. Like this might be where we're taking, um, taking differentiating from the old regime a little too far, but it it's again, it's like the second or third home game. I think as you get further and further in, there's going to be more tweaking, more adjustment. There's going to be, we're going to see a little bit more compromise between the new and between the old. And especially I think if, and and I think we said this over the summer at one point, if, if tech doesn't start winning within a, you know, a reasonable amount of time, a lot of this stuff, a lot of this, weird stuff is going to start getting old very quickly. Um, we can, and, and and we, you know, listeners out there, like Jake and I are still a little bit of, a, of old souls ourselves. So we get a little bit curmudgeonly whenever someone wants to um, change something that we've experienced for four or five years. But it, I think we'll, we'll reach that point when it's either it, it, something will have to give um 
and we'll have to and and we'll see a lot of a lot more fusion rather than okay let's just wholesale replace i i i agree with you and i i i know i've i'm a fourth year i'm not somebody who's been around the block nearly as long as a lot of our listeners and a lot of great georgia tech people i just wish i can't imagine how it feels or seems to be somebody who didn't like the option and this is like so awesome and like brand new for them because that's a totally valid point of view and like and i can't imagine being somebody who loved the option or honestly somebody who just loved georgia tech and like liked how things were you know but i feel like as and from my experience of talking to uh peers that are in the band or students just in blocks or in the swarm or whatever hell like recent alumni too recent alumni too of course um i don't feel like anything i say or anyone else has said about it matters and that's the part that grinds my gears the most like i don't want there to be an echo chamber in the edge you know what i'm saying Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I again, like, like I, I think I it'll my wallet. I just go to games. You know, I don't have this donor power, whatever. Um, you can dream. I don't think that's what it is. But yeah, nothing I say is going to change anything uh, until it actually does something warranting changing. I, I believe in the staff's uh, ability to appreciate numbers. So I would love it if someone out there could put together the uh, stats, the conversion rate stats for money down and non-money downs uh, and send them to us uh, so we can forward it, maybe forward it along up the chain. Because I'm very interested to see. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's lower on money down than it is on non-money down. I'm um, saying, you, I want, like, if there's a way to measure decibel levels, I, I mean, and there is, but not that I have retroactive decibel level stuff. Like, I'm telling you, it's not just, me being a crazy, crazy curmudgeon up in the stand. Yeah, that, that, the 20 year old curmudgeon. That's me. Uh, all right. Well, let's see. Let's, so back to the uh, national average that I was looking up, uh, which was. Wow, we really took a left turn there, didn't we? We took a left turn. So we were looking at the past success rate allowed. The national average for that, according to Bill Connolly, is 41%. Uh, and tech allowed 49%. Just to give you an idea um, of what that means, I guess, more than just a percentage, what this is saying is that on almost half of UNC's passing plays, uh, they were able to achieve success. So um, on first down, that's defined as getting 50% of the yardage uh, needed. On second down, that's defined as getting... 75% 75% and on third and fourth down, that's the, that's 100% of the yardage needed. So when you can't stop anything through the air like that, that's, that's not exactly a glowing, you know, a glowing uh, report for a secondary that was, I think four or this week was named 14th in the nation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, not, I mean, again, only 8% above the national average, but I assume if we did it percentile wise, that would be pretty significant. Yeah. So, I mean, hats off to UNC, hats off to Mac Brown. They game planned 
very well um, as much as I don't want to admit it. Um, and, and I will say Mac Brown admitted himself at halftime that they should have been up more by more. And they, they had their chances. Uh, and again, we're, we're talking, this game is a couple of Sam Howell drop passes away from being in more of a blowout than 16 points. But uh, UNC also had a bit of an execution problem at points and uh, it showed at times. It could have been worse. Yep. They're they're as incomplete of a team as any. So I I think that's just kind of par for the the course for the ACC Coastal this year. I mean, we're looking at a UNC team that came into that game ranked about 60th in SN or SP plus because Bill has since dropped the ampersand. Um, I mean. It's they weren't as good of a team as I think that near upset bought them hype for, if that makes sense, or that near upset of Clemson Absolutely. bought them hype for. They, I, I Clemson, not to say you have a cold take, but that's I, that's a very fair thing to say about them. Yeah, and I I think Clemson was always going to have that fluky game where they looked like crap. So you know, it's. It, it was just one of those weeks. It's an any given Saturday kind of thing. And, I mean, you, there's definitely a clear clear quality difference between UNC and Georgia Tech. And I, I think the result of the game showed that. Like, there's a lot of work left to be done, a lot of talent that needs to get onto the flats in order to be at that same level. Yep. That's all she wrote. Yep. All right, Mr. Grant. Would you like to talk about next week's game at Duke? Sure thing. Uh, Duke comes into the game uh, three and two wins against NCA and T, uh, Middle Tennessee, and uh, Virginia Polytechnic Institute uh, and State University, better known as VPSU. Uh, their average margin of victory has been fairly high at thirty. Uh, they blew and their all losses those teams out. And they also yeah. put a beating. They put a beating on Justin Fuente and the Hokies. Yeah. Uh, also, check out the Twitter account, Captain Justin Fuente on Twitter, if you're into the old school football tweeting as historical figures kind of thing. That's oh, a totally like different Captain topic. Andrew Luck thing. Yeah. The, the news from the front line is poor. Blah, 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 blah kind of thing oh yeah that doesn't even begin to start describing what vt is this season Mm -hmm. oh yeah uh, a bloodbath um but uh Mm -hmm. anyways in their losses versus bama and pitt the average has been a deceivingly small 21 which is definitely helped out by their uh very narrow three-point loss this week uh in or to pittsburgh um and then they played bama here in Beautiful Atlanta, Georgia, Dodd City, um, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, but they lost to Bama by 39, I believe, doing the math in my head. Yep. Yeah, 39. And uh, not great, Chief, but uh, yeah, no, they uh, that Pitt really tried to pit this game again. Oh, Pitt by... went full, full pit in this game. They went, they. They blew a 23-point lead in this they game. They tried their hardest le- to lose. This was a, I think this was like a 26-3 to game at one point. 
and Pitt and and Pitt just let up uh, let to claw back into it get to 30 to 26 then Pitt scored scored uh, like with about a minute left I think and then Duke drove down the field and tried to get a two point conversion to tie or and win it was very coastal very vintage coastal, you might say. Very, very vintage coastal. Like that was one of the weirdest. Like I mean, ESPN Instant Classic and all that, but Pitt tried their damnedest to lose. It was one of the weirdest games I've ever read through the through the box score and through the play by playoff. Pittsburgh does not want to win games. They want you to be able to win games. And they're just really nice folks. You know, they'll show you around their city, blah, blah, blah. They'll make sure you don't die on cardiac hill, blah, blah, blah. But uh, but winning games, like, they give you the option to win if you really want it. But uh, I don't know. Just uh, second week in a row. made for Makes for good entertainment, though. Not that oh, I watch. Makes for amazing entertainment. Coastal Chaos. Coastal Chaos should be appointment television if you like watching train wrecks in slow motion or just being sad honestly if 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 you want to feel self-pity watch acc coastal football if you're not an acc fan and you want to feel good about yourself watch acc coastal football it really appeals to everyone love it love to see it all right so uh opening line for this in vegas was duke by 16 um, our good friend, the robot Bill Conley, projects Duke to win by 12.4. Uh, the over-under for this game from Vegas was 47 and a half. Uh, Mr. Grant, why don't you start yes. off with your with your thoughts here? Um, well, if you look at Duke by the numbers, they're like an okay team. Uh, their offense isn't spectacular. Uh, their defense holds them up a little bit. Uh, and their special teams are pretty good. Um, I don't know. I just, again, I haven't watched a ton of their games. Uh, just a couple clips from Pitt. Uh, decent chunk of the Bama game, but obviously that's not really a, probably not a good indicator of where they actually are as a team. And then Virginia Tech, Middle Tennessee, and North Carolina A&T, like, that's, that. it's hard to judge this team when they haven't really, not that they haven't played anybody, Paul, but like they no, they, there's not really true. Great they hard haven't really played, we have played anybody. Numbers. They're a decent team, you know. But but at the same time, what you're saying isn't wrong. They really haven't played anybody. I mean, you're talking about FCS, NCANT, which is a very good HBCU. Um, yes, very uh, good. NTSU, which they didn't have a line for in that game. I'm pretty sure, or it was very small. Either way, um, and then. Virginia Tech, who is a dumpster fire in its own special way in the middle of Blacksburg. Bama's a mulligan. You that That's just an outclassing. And then Pitt is the only team that I would say, hey, this is quote-unquote somebody. And they still, I mean, they they were down 26-3 to three at one point, and it took a miraculous comeback. I mean, look at these, look at these numbers in this game. Um, Past success rate was ten percent for for Duke, and again, the national average for that is forty one percent. 
the rush success yeah. rate was 20%. Again, national average is 41%. Duke's defense I, uh, was good, but still not great. Still let up 33 points. Like, mm. But, like, that's – okay. If you look at all those teams, you have the good, and then you have the bad, and then you have the really bad. And the good is obviously Alabama. Side note, why they let a team that can't fill half of its home stadium – play a prestigious neutral site game in the best stadium on the continent against uh, arguably a team that could fill up a building anywhere that isn't Levi's stadium is beyond me. Uh, but uh, but Duke really hasn't, like, yes, the numbers say they have a good defense. And if you look at that, the pass uh, rate allowed 33%, pass success rate around 19%, rush success rate allowed 14%. Those are good numbers. Like that's Those are not very good defensive metrics. Like you're again, you're comparing this to a national average of forty one percent. Yeah. I I don't know. It's just I don't think that they're really much of anything. And that's that's the thing that makes it hard to draw a conclusion. Like I don't know. And I get that we play in the ACC Coastal. Like, everyone's kind of just a mess, especially this year of all years. I would, I would, as a Georgia Tech fan, I would love to be able to point fingers at Virginia Tech and Duke and Pitt and call them all garbage and laugh or whatever. But when we're just as garbage as everyone else, then it really is just going to come down to Cutcliffe has been around the block. His team clearly can turn on the Jets when it needs to. Coming back and scoring 27 points is an effective offense, um, even if it's not that highly regarded by uh, SP Plus data. Um, also, SP Plus it does not roll off the tongue nearly as well as S&P Bring Plus. Bring back the ampersand, uh, damn it. True. Um, so until we play the game, I don't really know how it's going to turn out. Um there's no home field advantage in Wallace Wade Stadium, so it's not like that'll change the change the calculus too much. Honestly, if there's a win that I'd call stealing a win uh, against a run-of-the-mill coastal team, this is probably a good one to do it against. Uh, I mean, the Tecmo Bowl will be a dumpster fire, but I wouldn't call that stealing a win if we get it, uh, especially because it's at home. Uh, Tech has also a chance. because it's DT. Uh, yeah. Yes. Again, it's why you play the games. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see how our uh, pretty decently ranked defense stacks up against their eh offense, uh, and I think that that's going to be what this game comes down to. If our secondary doesn't look like a sieve full of uh, holes again, I think that we'll at least be in the game. But other than yeah, that, so we'll see what happens. I'm, you're looking at a battle of uh, two... I wish I could say both of them were top 50, but let's be generous and say two top 54 defenses um, because that agrees with my narrative. Um, Duke is ranked 41st in SP+. Tech is ranked 53rd. The weird thing about Duke is with without Daniel Jones, who is now somehow, again, the sixth overall pick and now a starting quarterback in the NFL, a somewhat successful starting quarterback, mind you, um, He's the Mitchell Trubisky model, but continue. Yes. Um, you're looking at a GT Rush defense that was absolutely taken behind the woodshed 
versus North Carolina. Play against now start Duke starter Quentin Harris and Duke's weird version of the triple, which oh my god, it bothers me so much that Cutcliffe runs triple with Quentin Harris. And he is going to run it against Georgia Tech, and it is going to really, really get under my skin. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, let's see. Uh, the key thing here, I think, is you have to – Duke is – let's see. They had a 21, 21.7 Havoc rate versus Pitt. That's to put that in perspective, that was 18 Havoc plays of, I want to say Pitt had 90, 95 total plays. That's a lot. That is 18 tackles for loss, passes defended, interceptions, uh, and um, sacks or force fumbles, I believe. So if you have a defensive front that can create that much chaos, it's there's bound to be a lot of trouble. Um, and they're and they they were also decent at stuffing the stuffing the run too. I mean, um, you look at seven defensive stuffs, uh, and about twenty percent of the time they were stuffing stuffing um, Pittsburgh run plays. I think it's going to come down to can Tech throw the ball effectively given an effective defensive front from uh from duke can they can they also can they prioritize using the run to setting up the pass and then also be able to improve upon a what like a 47 percent completion mark completion percentage mark from the unc game that's going to be your key yeah i i yeah uh, yes no more sad but no, uh, say yeah, sure, send it. Oh man, it's hard. It's hard talking strategy and sounding like I'm not trying to talk out of my butt. You know, you need to give me some support here. I mean, you said it well. The numbers back up what you're saying. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I like I said, I don't have a lot of thoughts on Duke. Their their havoc plays pretty high. Um. That might come into play this week, but you kind of, kind of nailed it. I don't know. I'm kind of on the same vibe right now. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Stop the run. Force Quentin Harris to pass. Try not to fall victim to Ketcliffe Devil Magic, and uh, you might pull out a win in Wallace Wade Stadium or Wallace Wade. I don't know. You called it like a mausoleum last time. Uh, Wallace Wade High School. Yeah. Okay, I'll take that. Yeah, I think that puts a bow on next week's game versus Duke. Jake, do you want to run us through the ACC Coastal tasting menu for this week? I want to. I want to do my the prop bet in there first. Uh, over under on sixty percent capacity utilization this week. Oh at, no! Said uh, said. I forgot uh, that I put that in there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, it'll. Yeah. Duke does not have good attendance. I also have not cross-checked that number. It's gonna, it's gonna be a weird, weird day at Wallace Wade Stadium. I will say that. Fair enough. Cliff Devil Magic, um, man. Weird stuff. Yeah, 
Um, one thing I'd like to uh, note is that Duke's uh, all-time attendance record uh, is 57,500, which uh, is only the fourth time that Wallace Wade has draw- drawn more than 50,000 fans. Uh, now it only seats 40,000, of course. And the last time Georgia Tech rolled up there with a team that was decidedly better than the one that we have this year. Um, let's just say it was a bit empty, and I'm pretty sure Georgia Tech students outnumbered Duke students. Uh, so that's probably why I uh, hope to never go back there, um, or at least not for a long time. But, uh, you know, Georgia Tech uh, doesn't have to worry about a lot of things um, in terms of intimidation and uh, stuff like that. I'd put the uh, long under on that prop bet. Long under. All right. Cool. We'll we'll keep track of that one. We'll we'll check the numbers at the end of the at the end of the week. We'll see how that one went. But uh, but, but they got to count it Miami style, not the uh, not the oh we sold all these tickets but nobody showed up kind of thing. Style. The like Marlon psych only nine thousand people actually come to the games kind of thing. We'll see. We'll get into some nice crowd shots and we we'll, we'll be able to tell from there. Mm-hmm. All right. Tasting menu? Yeah. Not too many going on. Um, actually, only two. We got uh, 8 p.m. Friday on ESPN. Uh, Virginia, number 20, Virginia, uh, is the one-point Emmy uh, down in uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. That is such a weird line the fact that Miami well one Miami is favored and two Miami is only favored by one this is effectively saying what that both of these teams are equal and Miami's not even getting a home field bump for this one yeah Ugh, give me UVA UVA is yeah. much better same um I'd also like to take this time to note that said Miami Stadium that I referenced before is built on the site of the Orange Bowl which would be a much better place for Miami to play football games uh, but uh, sadly, it is now a giant white retractable roof baseball stadium. Virginia still wins this game. Uh, Hard Rock Stadium still sucks. Uh, go who's? That feels dirty. But question mark? Go who's? Question mark? Put put the question mark yeah. in there. It'll make you feel better. All right. All right. Moving on. In there. Yes. Uh, Saturday, four p.m. Uh, ACC Network. Worldwide leader in ACC sports, uh, Rhode Island, uh, noted FCS team that exists, uh, is playing at Lane Stadium, uh, Virginia Poly, uh, and uh, Virginia Polytech is favored by a lot. Yeah, there was no line available in this one. I don't know. I'm actually kind of concerned that VT is going to lose this one and Fuente is going to get canned this week. They should, he should have Can been you get canned. Left on the tarmac in town? Well, he should have been left on the tarmac in Miami, but they somehow won. Go figure, man. Um, well, oh, my God. Played. He almost blew a 28-point lead in Miami. If they, uh, if they manage to uh, lose to Rhode Island, they will be now the most recent ACC Coastal team to lose to a powder blue FCS team. Uh, and I think I'd like that a lot. So I like those oh, right. stats. Oh, just big, big numbers guy over here. 
Big J, big numbers guy. All right, so that yeah. that uh that wraps up the ACC slate. It's really weird. I think now that we're getting into situations, or I guess weeks where all the coastal teams are playing each other, the uh the slate slims down considerably. Mm-hmm. Wish we had more meat. Maybe we'll expand this to you know the entire ACC next week. True. Um, right. and then we got big balls coming, right? Indeed. All right. So I picked. On our written podcast last week, I picked number six, Oklahoma, over Kansas by 35. Guess what? Kansas covered 35 points. And also, that screwed me over in our FTRS pick'em pool. So, I will forever rue rooting for Boomer Sooner. Mr. Grant, what did you pick last week? Um, I picked a game that still has yet to happen because I'm dumb and I went to Google for my schedule instead of a real sports website. And I picked Indiana to cover 25 against Rutgers, uh, for their homecoming because that is an important game in my house. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's next week at 12, not yesterday at 12, like I thought, because I'm dumb. So instead my, uh, Paul's big balls call of the week, um, it's going to be a Paul Johnson uh, big tweet call. Uh, that was my favorite. I favorite thing I saw on Twitter this week uh, where he says, sometimes it is better to remain silent and let people think you don't know what is going on than constantly speak and remove all doubt. So uh, thanks to the old head man for giving, uh, giving us some wisdom there for our week. Also, go Hoosiers. Uh, the Scarlet Knights are garbage. Uh, happy homecoming. Rutgers fired Chris Shass last week, and uh, their new head coach has the name of a pasta dish. So, there's that. <laughs> Isn't his last name Campanile? Campanile, or however you would say it in Italian, or in a very obnoxious, fake Italian New Jersey accent. I heard a parent say Campanile uh, this weekend. Uh, that felt dirty. It's supposed so apparently this is a sidebar, and I'll get to my pick in a moment. But apparently we pronounce Campanile wrong. It's yeah. supposed to it's supposed to be pronounced a different way, but Tech pronounces it wrong. I was told this by someone in uh, from Berkeley, and uh, I was yeah, stunned. Yeah, Campanile. Mm-hmm. I get no, yelled I'm at that, that from way out of Berkeley all the time too. I'm not saying um, that. No, that sounds dumb. Sorry, sorry, Conrad. I'm sorry, Berkeley. Campanile. I'm saying Campanile. Um, also, we do have the dumber Campanile, though, because it's supposed to have bells that ring, but for whatever reason, uh, Tech decided to just not fix it when it broke or turn it off or something. Um, but uh, the Campanile yeah, so used our to have a lot more features when it was originally installed, and they have, and I assume someone messed with those bells at some point. Yeah. Um, I would like for our bell tower to have bells again, but I'm also a sap as we've established in this podcast, this very podcast tonight, Um, multiple times. So I'll stop. Oh, many times. Anyways, this has been a great tangent. What's your pick? All right. Game day is in Baton Rouge for number seven, Florida versus number five, LSU. For some reason, Florida is favored by 13. I think there's a chance I read it wrong, so I'm going to check. Mr. Grant, please stall for time for me here. Uh, There once was a man 
from Peru who dreamed he was eating his shoe. Uh, he woke with a fright in the middle of the night and found that his dream had come true. Nice. So I did read it wrong, and it's actually LSU by 13. Um, so does that change my pick? I don't, I don't know. Do I feel like LSU can cover 13 points? Joe Burrow is nasty. Florida might be on their third-string quarterback. All right, give me, give me LSU and the and by thirteen. Joe Burrow is is a very very disgusting human being of a quarterback. He's very very good at his job. I want to yep. see more of that LSU offense that is weirdly powered by what I assume is voodoo magic from the Bayou. Yay! You know what I learned this week? What? I think both Auburn and Florida have shots at beating UGA, and I think that makes me happy. Uh, from your lips to God's ears, my friend. From your lips to God's hopefully, ears. Hopefully, man. Hopefully. When is that game? That's at the end of the month. Um, uh, one of those games is at the, the end world, of the month. The world's largest indecent exposure rally. I don't know. That one's at the end of the month. Yeah, that one's the same weekend as our homecoming. So, uh wonder what will happen. Ironically, neither of those teams will be at home that weekend. But uh you'll be here. And uh, to everyone who comes into Atlanta for that weekend uh, at our next home game, which is a long time from now, um, we're looking forward to seeing you all on the flats. Yeah, it's a brutal three-week road trip. Um, let's see, Duke... Then, as I Google the schedule, because I don't have it in front of me, um, so you're looking at Duke, and then at Miami, and then a bye. So I guess, you know, you can't lose the bye. And then versus Pitt on November 2nd at home for homecoming. It's a weird thing to not play at home for an entire month, um, but uh, that's how the schedule makers drew it up, so... That's what we're I'll take with. the four home games in uh, the four home games in November. That is fantastic. Big. That's fan. a lot of money. Big fan. Those are a lot of money. Teams. It's a uh, decently uh, chilly by then too. So maybe some of those will be at night. Work. At least the NC State game is at, is an eight PM kick, so you'll get that. It's uh, also Pitt, on a Friday. Probably not for Pitt, but. Uh, yeah, 11 o'clock slot on the ACC Network. Here we come. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Akshay. All right, anything anything else to discuss? No, sir. I think All that's right. it. All right, so enjoy your second week of October, everyone, and we will see you next week. Have fun. Oh,